Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello. Thanks for being here and listening to a brand new episode of the Transit Lounge. My name's Chandra and I'm your host and I'm excited to be having a chat with you and to see what might be helpful and what ideas come up for you as you have a listen. Now today's episode is actually what I was meant to be talking about last, not last week, the week before, but in planning for that episode, I discovered that I was wrong about an aspect of what I was going to share. And as a result, I flipped that episode to be about that element of what happens when you are really sure about something and then discover that you were wrong. And I also in that episode shared a really impactful poem that was relevant to that concept. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I think it's called something like when certainty is the enemy or something like that, then maybe you can go back and have a listen to that after you listen to this one. So I still really want to talk with you about this idea or concept and it's something that I came across about five or so years ago when I was still employed in my last corporate role and I wanted to share this with you because I know that when you're feeling unhappy in your job, in your role, whatever you're doing for work, but you're not quite ready to leave yet or you feel like you can't leave or you're just not really sure what you would leave and go and do next or any other reason or story or thing that you've got going on, you're just sort of feeling a bit stuck. You're unhappy in what you're doing now, but you're not feeling that you can make a change just yet. I know what that feels like. It can be really uncomfortable and frustrating and so I just want to share this I guess insight with you as something that you could explore and play with when you are in that space of wanting a change but not quite able to make it yet. So I want to share it and then give you some ideas of what you can potentially do when you're in that space just to make it feel a little bit more productive or bearable or manageable for you. So when I came across this was when I was in my last corporate job and I was pretty unhappy. Things in the business and in my role were changing or had changed and were continuing to change and I just wasn't feeling that aligned with quite a few aspects of what was happening in what I was doing for work. I was working a lot And I don't mind working a lot. I actually really enjoy it. But I wasn't feeling good about what I was doing. And so spending all of that time and energy on something that didn't feel very satisfying was just quite depleting and frustrating. Now, around about that time, I went to a networking event that was about something called conscious capitalism, which, to be honest, I had never heard of it before and didn't really know anything about it really but the event sounded interesting and the sorts of people going was of interest to me so I went along and 
what I found out is that the premise of conscious capitalism is about businesses being more values-based and wanting to find ways of aligning their business mission of wanting to make profit along with values and purpose. And of course, I loved it, loved that concept because it really appealed to my own belief about the importance of knowing and living in line with your personal values. But this concept was applying it in a business realm. Now, at the event, they were selling books by a man named Fred Kaufman, and the book is called Conscious Business, How to Build Value Through Values. So I enjoyed the networking breakfast event, and I bought the book to have a read and find out a bit more about this concept, thinking that you know maybe there could be things that I could use in my role to influence what I was seeing happen at the business. You know, there was so much change happening in the business at that time, all the usual pressures of, you know, cash flow and clients and all of the busyness that comes with trying to run a business. But there was also a real, I don't know, energetic feeling shift or something. And I was really struggling and had been for a while to feel like what I like to think of myself as being my usual positive self. I had been feeling probably a bit disconnected, annoyed and frustrated at things and situations and people and processes and probably all of it, none of which was actually helping me to feel any better or the team or the business to change. It was just me being in this kind of mosh pit of not good feelings. So then as I was reading the book, I read this one particular section and it was like, wham, literally like one of those moments where it's just jumped out at me and hit me about what was going on with me in that situation. And I really remember the impact that it had on me. And I know that it had such a big impact on me that I shared it in a team meeting. And I know that it had a big impact on a lot of others who had potentially been feeling a bit like I had been feeling too. So I'm going to read this extract from the book Conscious Business with full credit to Fred Kaufman. And then I just want to unpack it a little bit to have a look at how could you potentially adopt this concept and explore it if you are in a work situation that you would like to be different or maybe that you would like to escape from. So I'm going to read this little section. It goes for a little bit, but stay with me. The concept and the section is called, it's on page 33, if you uh, ever buy the book. Uh, the, the section is called The Victim and the Player. The victim pays attention only to those factors he cannot influence. He sees himself as somebody who suffers the consequences of external circumstances. The victim keeps his self-esteem by claiming innocence. His explanations never include him since he has nothing to do with the problem. He never acknowledges any contribution to the current situation. When things go wrong, the victim seeks to place blame. He points his finger at other people's mistakes. For him, problems always come from other people's actions. Self-soothing explanations placate him. 
They allow him to maintain the illusion of blamelessness when confronted with the reality of a failure. When an information systems manager as victim receives a customer complaint, for example, his automatic response is to blame the problem on his programmers. The programmers may indeed have made mistakes, but his explanation conveniently avoids the fact that he is supposed to supervise their work. When an account executive as victim loses a client, he immediately claims that the shipping department did not deliver on time. This may also be true, but it overlooks the fact that he may have failed to ask the shipping department if it could meet the deadline. The player pays attention to those factors she can influence. She sees herself as somebody who can respond to external circumstances. She bases her self-esteem on doing her best. Her explanations focus on her, since she realises that she is an important contributor to the problem. When things go wrong, the player seeks to understand what she can do to correct them. She chooses self-empowering explanations, explanations that put her in control. If the information systems manager were a player, he would recognise his contribution to the undesirable outcome, that is, the role that his supervision played in producing the customer's complaint. If the account executive were a player, he would choose to focus on his contribution to the problem, that is, on the ungrounded commitment that led to the late shipment and consequently the loss of the customer. The victim knows the way to innocence. If you want to look good, he thinks, you can't be seen as part of the problem. You have to blame external circumstances over which you had no control. The player knows the way to power. If you want to be part of the solution, she thinks, you have to see yourself as part of the problem. Unless you recognise your contribution to a bad situation, you won't be able to change it. For a player, the world is full of challenges that she feels empowered to face as a warrior. The player does not feel omnipotent. She understands that there are external factors beyond her control. She takes these factors neither as a blessing nor a curse, but simply as challenges. That was the section that literally hit me in the guts. And it was confronting because I remember at the time really not wanting to see myself as having been playing the victim. But when I read that section, I knew unequivocally that I had been finding comfort in allocating blame outside of myself. And there's no doubt that there were things that were happening that were outside of my control and my influence that were not good, that actually created problems and challenges that didn't need to be there. And it doesn't mean that what those people were doing was right, but I had to truly step into asking myself the question of, Am I just being a victim? And there was a big thing that sort of landed for me about if I was choosing to stay, then I needed to own that choice and to not stay and stay in a victim headspace. 
And it led to a really big shift for me. So I want to share two, I guess, thoughts or insights around how potentially you can explore and experiment with this concept of the victim and the player. Just to see how you can potentially apply it to your current work situation especially if there's things going on that you're not happy about or that you would like things to be different and you can't quite escape from it yet. So the first thing that you can potentially explore is to become more aware about your thinking and your language around the situation or even just around specific events or issues And to be asking yourself whether that thinking and that language is coming from the role of the victim or the role of the player. And again, this can be kind of confronting if you really open up to it. And it can also be incredibly empowering. Uh, There's another example that Fred Kaufman uses in the book where he talks about if someone holds a pen in their hand and... Uh, opens their hand what happens and there's two different you know ways you could approach the explanation Uh, some people might say that well gravity meant that the pen fell and you could say well that's actually that's true however that's placing responsibility for the outcome outside of the self whereas someone else might say I opened my hand or I dropped the pen And that the second one is actually taking on that personal ownership. And so I think it's a really interesting one to explore, just starting to become a little bit more curious and to notice the language that you're bringing to any time you're having an internal dialogue or an external conversation with someone about what's happening in your work life. What are you placing blame on outside of yourself? And what are you taking ownership of even if it's uncomfortable and undesirable, because that's the shift in whether or not you are immersing and hanging on to victim headspace versus stepping into player headspace. So that's one thing that you can potentially start to do. The second thing that I think is a great opportunity and a gift that can open up if you experiment with this concept is to be looking at how you actually can utilize the time that you have in the role and the experiences that you're getting in the role whilst you're there. So if you are feeling like, well, I'm stuck in this this role and I'm feeling shitty about it, which I know I was feeling for a long time, but I also really remember the impact of when I, I guess, flipped the switch a little bit around looking at that as an opportunity rather than something that I was stuck with. And another example was a a client that I was chatting with a while ago who has probably been uh, unhappy, a little stressed, disillusioned about her role for probably the last year or or, or two. And, you know, there was lots of talking about it potentially, but not a lot of real action taking to change it. And that happens very often where we can sometimes just get stuck and we just swim in that stress and unhappiness but we're not really actually doing anything tangible to shift it 
And then relatively recently, she made the decision and effort to actually, you know, do some work with me and to be making an effort to get some clarity around what was actually important to her based on where she's at in life personally and professionally. And as a result of making that important enough to do, instead of just staying in what I would call the victim zone of just complaining about it, blaming other people, blaming the fact that they have a mortgage or um, bills to pay or whatever. And as a result of, of making it important enough to really get that clarity, she has now landed in a place of deciding, consciously choosing to take the pressure off feeling like she needs to make a big change right now of trying to force something or making it wrong or not good enough that she didn't know what was going to be right for her to do next and just giving herself the time and space of of committing to saying well I'm going to give myself the next year or so to focus on herself and she's going to be immersing into self-care and developing even more self-awareness applying what she's learning building connections and and you know i guess building up her network to enable her to explore options without the pressure of some kind of self-enforced deadline and when you can do that because i remember when i've done that in the past it just like miraculously seems to open up a sense of lightness and expansion of possibilities now for that person nothing has actually changed in the fundamentals of her role or her situation or the pressures or the expectations that are on her but her attitude and her approach have shifted and she's now looking at what she can do without the blaming or um, just being unhappy and stressed about those external circumstances and I remember that similar click happening for me where I knew I wanted something to change and I did not know if it was going to mean that I would have to leave that job or if there'd be some sort of change inside the business or with my role or something. But I realized that I could still utilize the role and my time in the role as a learning process about myself, about what I wanted, what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy, about who I wanted to be what was important to me, etc., all of that stuff. And straight away, when I stepped into that space, it felt better because I felt like I was consciously choosing to stay rather than being a victim to external circumstances. And that's something that I remember sharing in the business, that being a victim was me feeling unhappy and not doing anything about it. Whereas being a player meant accepting that I was actually choosing to stay for all the reasons that I wanted to tell myself why I was not able to leave, because the reality is that I could have just left. Yep, there would have been issues, pressures, concerns and impacts and all of that, but I could have chosen to leave. And I was choosing to make all those reasons not to leave as more important than the reasons to leave. And even though uh, that didn't change my situation immediately, 
It made me feel more like I was in the driver's seat. So if you're in a situation where you're not that happy, maybe you're feeling underutilized or underpaid or uninspired or whatever is less than what you aspire to be and have and experience, but you're not quite feeling ready to leave just yet, then you can own that decision. And then use the time that you have in the role that you've got right now to develop more insights into what could be next for you. Notice even more acutely what you enjoy, what you'd like to maybe do more of, what are the learning opportunities that you could put yourself up for. All of that is going to serve you in some way down the track and it will help you to instantly feel better about your choice to stay, even if that choice is just for now. Maybe it's just for another six months or 12 months. What's going through your mind right now? I'm curious. How could you apply the victim versus player concept into your current situation, the situation that you're in or you know something that you're facing or dealing with so that you could potentially step into that situation with a, more of a sense of confidence and influence over the situation? Is there an opportunity for you to maybe leverage the comfort and perceived security of your regular income to invest in some sort of training program or reading or event or training that will help you get clearer about what it is that you want next so that you can get more confident about making that move, whatever that move might be for you? Or is there some sort of game that you can play around noticing your language and your thinking when you're talking about a situation or a challenge that would maybe make it feel more like you are stepping into a a, a place of ownership of that situation. Even if it's something that's unpleasant, at least you own it or you own your part in it. And then you can look at what you can actually influence and consciously choose not to stress about what you can't change right now. That's the thoughts to close out this episode. Thank you for listening. And it might be one that you want to go back and have another listen to that section where I was reading from the book. So you can always save this episode and re-listen to it if there was a lot to digest. But I hope that it's given you some great food for thought. And I hope that you have a really great week being a confident player in your work world. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.